So how do you attract new business so you constantly don't have to chase it? Hi, I'm Mike Cuevas, the Real Estate Marketing Dude, and this podcast is all about building a strong personal brand people have come to know, like, trust, and most importantly, refer. But remember, it is not their job to remember what you do for a living, it's your job to remind them. Let's get started. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. We're getting into uh, nitty gritty today. What we're going to be chatting about is direct seller lead motivation. And no, I'm not talking about expireds. No, I'm not talking about for sale by owners. No, I'm not talking about knocking on doors. We're talking about online marketing, marketing motivated seller leads specifically for Facebook and Google. And uh, we, you know, if you guys have been following the show the last few months, we've really been focused on seller lead generation for a number of different reasons. Like nobody likes to uh, work with buyers. Um, but we're going to, I want you guys to wear another hat today because we're going to um, approach this from the investor mindset. And I just still, I just don't understand why real estate agents or anybody looking for listings are not doing or copying or mimicking the exact same thing the investors are doing. Because investors, despite market conditions, are always good at generating seller leads in any market but yet real estate agent can't fucking get a listing for the whatever reason. And it just doesn't make sense to me. Ultimately it's because they're putting their offer or their solution in front of the right people. And that's what we're going to be chatting about on today's episode. So we're going to meet with uh, Mr. Chad Keller, who is one of the partners over at motivated leads. And they're going to share some of their insight and their secrets with exactly how he sort of like accidentally stumbled into creating a, what, like a, a online lead generation system for investors just because he's been an investor himself. And it just started working really well. And just like anything else, through word of mouth, things grow. So Chad, why don't you go ahead and say hello to our listeners really quick. Let us know who the hell you are, where you're at. And then I got a bunch of questions for you. Yeah, definitely. It's nice to meet everyone. So uh, we're uh, based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, I come from a marketing background. I've been doing uh, Facebook uh, paid marketing since it was kind of created. Built and sold an e-commerce company on the back of marketing. Took a startup uh, to a $100 million company on the back of paid marketing. Um, and then just started getting the affiliate uh, lead generation where companies paid me to uh, basically, I gave them my own money and, and they would uh, buy leads off of me left and right. Uh, so from the profits of everything, started buying real estate with my partner, Brian. Um, from there, we, we built a rental portfolio of single family homes here in Pittsburgh. Um, and then realized other real estate investors were really struggling to get leads, uh, met a bunch of, uh, investors and, uh, just started helping a few out and they were loving it. They were doing traditional mailers, bandit signs, kind of things like we still do those. Um, but we always invested heavily in digital and had our leads coming to us and they, it was very enticing to them. So now we work with about 150 investors nationwide. It's awesome. So it's been a fun journey. So you guys just sort of like stumbled upon this. And yes, uh, the name of the game is lead generation. And I'm not sure how familiar you are with the real estate agent space, but um, I will say that um, they're getting drowned right now by a bunch of the iBuyers and they're getting their ass handed to them by iBuyers and other investors. But it's always because they're not targeting the right people. We say this every other week on the show. So why don't we get in through and start um, by targeting? And let's just first, uh, actually, let's start with this first. So let's start with an overview on just Facebook and and Google and uh, what type of, how you're able to sort of reach them there before we get into the targeting. Why Facebook, why Google? Um, and uh, let's start with that. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of what we found is like, I would say about 40% of our investors though are realtors or run a team. Um, 
themselves. So they're looking for leads on, on both ends, investment leads and listing leads, and they'll refer them one way or the other. Um, but Facebook and Google, they've just always been, uh, that's just our wheelhouse. Brian's known Google. I've known Facebook. Uh, we know how to vet a, vet a lead uh, through those platforms. Uh, and when, I'm, when I talk about leads, these are like highly motivated leads. They're not just name, email, phone number, address saying, yes, I want to sell. These are people saying why they're looking to sell, how quickly they're looking to sell, how much they owe on their own on their home. Is it vacant? Is it is it listed with a realtor? All of that. So we get about 14 data points on our leads. Uh, they can be costly. They vary per market. I mean, it's all dictated between the competition within your market. Um, so, but these platforms allow you, like Facebook, for instance, allows you to get in front of people that are thinking about selling their home. They might ha not have that direct intent, um, but you can let them know about you, get out there, get that click from them uh, and nurture them and really push them through where, where Google is more of a direct click, uh, kind of a direct search, I, I should say, of very motivated people. Uh, the cost per clicks, you're, you're competing against the iBuyer, Zillow, Realtor, everyone there. So you do have to have more of a budget to tap into Google than you do Facebook because Facebook's more strategy based where Google's in some markets, it's just who has the biggest pockets. And, oh, yeah. and you get clicked well, out or... You know, he's hopefully most people are competing against national companies with national ad spend. That's why they're getting prioritized. And then um, like, so like a Zillow or an iBuyer is spending in several different markets, whereas a local guy is just spending in one X amount of, of dollars. And that could help, that could hurt. Um, you said something interesting, Facebook branding. Uh, Facebook's more of like following them around after you sort of got some kind of pixel on them initially, or um, are you actually finding and starting your lead generation efforts on Facebook or are you starting them on Google? Cause there's a major difference. People on Facebook don't go to Facebook to say, Oh, I'm intently uh, letting Facebook know I want to sell my house. But when they go to Google, they're trying to search for a solution. So Google advertising is usually like intent based whereas Facebook's usually non-intent just sort of finding people like where they're at in that process. So what is your opinion on that? Can you explain that a little further? Yeah, so we don't run Google for a client unless they run Facebook. So a majority of our clients start on Facebook uh, and you're still going to get the cheapest lead cost um, and quality leads through through Facebook. We see anywhere from like a 9 to a 12% conversion rate on the leads from Facebook, whereas Google might sit at like 13 to 15%. Um, yeah, so that's you're high. Yeah, that's you're starting great. to get high quality leads. I mean, these leads are expensive. These aren't cheap leads. These aren't just ones that come like us in Pittsburgh. We pay about $75 a lead. Guys in Florida, yeah, they pay 50. Ohio is like 60. But you go up to like Salt Lake City, San Diego, LA, you're paying $250, $400 for some of these leads. Oh, yeah. So the more competitive markets, the bigger, the bigger markets you tap into. There are some big markets that have cheap lead costs, but most of them are higher lead costs. But the conversion rate's there. So we always tell people, you know, if you can uh, afford three to $5,000 acquisition costs on a deal, we make sense for you. That's pretty much what- Well, a lot of people don't look at their ad spend that way, though. They monitor it based upon leads versus <laughs> cost per contract. So can you explain the difference between the two, just so everybody understands that? Not cost per click, not cost cost per like lead. I want I'm cost per contract. You guys differentiate between that. Like how many you can get X amount of leads, but how many leads does it take to get a contract? Yeah, exactly. And we we say like if you look at it like a 10% conversion rate, one in 10 leads is going to equal out to be a contract for you. And that doesn't mean like, hey, one out of your first 10 leads is going to equal to be a contract. That means you get 30 leads in the door, three of those should be a contract. That might be lead number 17, 21, and 29. That's not going to be lead number nine, 19 and 29. Like, right. it's just like, if you give it a true shot and let it bake out, this is what it's going to be. And when the cost comes down to it, you look at the cost to manage the ads uh, and then the cost you're spending on ads. And if you, we can get you a contract a month, 
and say we charge $1,500 a platform and you're spending $1,500 in ad spend, that's $3,000 you have spent to get that house. So I was just talking to a guy in uh, Maryland, actually, Baltimore. He spent, since he's been with us, he spent like $14,000 in fees and it's baked out to be, he refers a lot, wholesale some, just um, pushes some leads off. He's made about $47,000. So, but he's like, it's found money for me. It's just, yeah. hey, like, but there's also people in San Diego that are work with us that are doing $100,000 wholesale deals. Yeah. Or, or listing one, like $2 million properties. So it's all different per market, but yeah, that's, that's what we always look at on a, on a per deal basis. So really what we're talking about is just, is ROI. I mean, you guys are, I think the biggest problem a lot of agents have or people who spend on lead gen don't, aren't willing to risk $75 for a lead, like $75 for a lead. I'd rather just go to Facebook and I get them for five to seven, but they're a bunch of tire kickers. So there's a major difference. Uh, I always like telling people like, look at your cost per contract, not per lead. Um, or per listing, if you're an agent, whatever the hell you want to do. But what, you said something else interesting. Um, I think that everybody in the future is going to become um, or have some kind of investor partner um, or it, for a real estate agent specifically, have an investor partner or become the investor themselves because there's so many other ways to monetize the lead. Not every deal is going to work out for the investor. Like if an investor looks at a, a deal, how many deals actually work out for one in 10, two in 10 maybe? Um, when they're actually looking at properties, the price doesn't get accepted. doesn't mean they can't refer that deal out. Can you share what uh, some of these investors are doing when you're talking about referring these out to agents and wholesale fees and all that other stuff? Yeah. So um, some of those, uh, some of our investors refer, like us even, we refer them out to agents in the area and they just mark it off as a, a marketing cost because you can't technically give a referral fee. Sure. Um, and it will depend. Sometimes we just refer them and get a thousand dollar referral on it. Our guy in Baltimore that I was talking to, he was getting 1200 a referral. And that was just a flat fee. He's like, Hey, I have them. I want to talk to them. It just doesn't make sense for me from an investment standpoint, but you can easily go list this property. Uh, and then we're getting a lot of realtors just contacting us. that want to get into investing. Sure. Um, and they're like, Hey, I don't want to do this through my brokerage. Um, how can we position this so that uh, it doesn't overlap with any of that? And say you're with Keller Williams or whoever it may, Remax, whoever it may be and your name's Stacy. And you come in and you want to say, we'll make your website that Stacy buys houses or um, we, we pay cash Pittsburgh, whatever it may be, something like that. You basically just build a brand off of that and push everything through there. And then you, they come into you directly. If it makes sense to it, push it through your, uh, your agency. If it doesn't go, go uh, invest in it as yourself. That so. hybrid model is honestly going to be the future. Um, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when I, with the iBuyers, everyone needs a cash offer right now. You know, if you're not, you're not competing. Everybody has a cash offer. You don't have a cash offer. What the hell are you doing? Get a fucking cash offer. Like, <laughs> you got to compete against other people. Um, I'm interested in the content of the ads. So um, let's get on Facebook specifically. Um, what kind of ad is going to run attention for people? Like, what am I going to send? What do I, how do I break through the clutter? And who am I targeting, uh, for example, on Facebook? So a lot of people, like, I feel like a lot of people, when they do this, they like overthink it and, and they're looking at like cost per click impression, all of this. And like, at the end of the day, like that doesn't matter. Like you can put out there a clickbait ad that grabs attention and stops a thumb and people click on it or it like confuses them. They're like, Oh, I wonder what this is. I'm going to click on it. I'm going to get cheap clicks and get all this to the website. Now you gotta be super direct in your ads. We pay cash for houses. We buy houses as is. You don't need to clean it out. Cause we deal with a lot of hoarders, uh, deaths in the family, uh, divorce, just distress situations. Sure. So uh, especially where we're at hoarders is a big thing. So uh, no repairs. <laughs> is, that, is that a thing so in Pittsburgh? 
yeah, it's just like, it just seems like that. Well, cause we buy in one specific zip code yeah. and that zip code is just like, Hey, it's common. Um, cause they can't list the house because it's such a mess inside. They don't want to clean it out. So you come in and buy it as is clean it out. Um, so buying it as is just being very direct in your messaging, because I'd rather pay three, four times for that click to nurture the right person than get all these cheap clicks and then be nurturing the wrong people. And then you're just wasting spend all around. So that, that's how we look at it. Um, from a targeting aspect, I mean, they've really uh, put you into like the housing category. So you have to be very selective on what you can do. Yep. Um, yep. If you're smart with your ad creative, Facebook will target the right people for you. And you don't have to rely too much on their targeting. Um, but there's always uh, just this uh, refining. I think there's like uh, mortgage options, refinancing, credit debt, um, people in those situations. We have a client in, uh, in Las Vegas where we, uh, target like gamblers and everything people that yeah. are it's terrible to say but like it's, it's it's what's to the market there it's hey people that are going through gambling debt or need help with that um yep. so it's really specific to your market and are you guys using like buying data lists and using them as csvs or are you just targeting uh multiple layers of interest on these uh we'll do multiple layers of interest um and things like that the data lists like don't pan out as much as they used to two years ago it used to be amazing the matchback rate on those is just yeah. so bad nowadays. Um, so yeah, just really finding the right interest, making sure your ads speak to that interest. Um, you don't want to target an interest and, and not have the ad speak to that. If you're talking about, if you're, if you're targeting somebody that's going to refinance their house or looking for a loan, have that ad speak to that as well. Don't Makes just, sense. Like, we, we pay houses, we, we pay cash for houses or uh, sell your house as is speak to whatever you're targeting. I just saw an ad on Facebook. I keep getting retargeted from Tarek, uh, you know, from the flipper flop house. And he's like, I don't know why he's retargeting San Diego, I guess. But yeah, his ad, they're very direct. Um, and he gets, you know, some people are like, oh, you're just going to take advantage of these. innocent." we always get the hate mail on these things. Right. Um, you just got to shun that off. Uh, let's switch over to Google. Um, so tell me the difference. Um, you guys like starting on Facebook and then following around with Google. I see different um, strategies here. So tell me what, uh, why Google? And let's get into a little bit more in depth. So yeah, on the Google side of things, uh, you can spend a lower budget and still compete on there uh, and, and get the clicks in the door. The way we like to start it on Facebook is that on Google, you're typically going to have a higher cost per click. You're going to have a higher lead cost where it might be two to three to four times the lead cost on Facebook. But you can use some strategies to get some strict, some, some good clicks in the door. And you might get 100 clicks in the door and get one lead. So those other 99 people, if you can uh, pixel them through your Facebook pixel and then start retargeting them on Facebook, you're kind of creating that full funnel where you're getting all yeah. these high intent clicks. Uh, that's the first time they're hearing about you. They might not trust you. But then you come back with some personal, personal uh, Facebook ads. They start to get to know who you are. So it's like, oh yeah, I found them on Google. I clicked here and then, and then you just start seeing it working where, hey, yeah, your cost, your lead cost on Google might not be sustainable. You might be like, why am I paying $600 lead compared to $50 a lead or $100 a lead on Facebook? It's like, that's actually what's driving it. Somebody sees, somebody clicks you on Google, comes back through Facebook and you'll see that lift on the Facebook side. So that's that why we like to do it. Because a lot of people, they're nervous when they get into digital advertising. Yeah, And you can't start somebody on a platform that's super nervous coming in at, three to four or $500 leads. Yeah. So even here in, in Pittsburgh, again, we pay 75, 65, 75 bucks a lead on Facebook, but on Google, we still pay 150, 200. But it pencils. Yeah. It makes sense right. from a, yeah, and would you, positive. so taking that multi-prong approach, if you were to be absent of either Facebook or Google, you're saying that those costs both go up. 
Yeah. So Google will naturally run down your lead cost on Facebook. There's always like a, also a, a limit that you can push on Facebook. Like here in Pittsburgh, we, every time we spend over three grand, we get the same amount of leads and our lead cost is just higher on Facebook. But if we push that three grand and push an extra two grand on, on Google, you see the lead cost come down. There's more opportunity there. Super interesting. Um, and generally spending, like uh, one of the questions we get a lot is like, okay, how large should my audience be? Right. If I'm going to go out there and create or do ads like on Facebook, what should be the size of my audience? And if that's the case, how much do I need to spend on that audience? Well, you it depends on your market because like no matter what I say, the size of the audience could be like, that might not be the size of your audience in your market. So like if your market's a hundred thousand people, you obviously, you need to look at how many people are you reaching for $10 for a hundred dollars, back it out, see how much you can flood your market for. And then you can back it out to, okay, I can reach 50% of my market for X amount based on the numbers. Um, it, we typically say like you want to spend about a thousand to $1,500 on ad spend per month. Uh, per channel. Um, some markets, it's too small. Some markets, it's, it, it's not enough. It really depends, but you can usually compete in every market with that. Um, if you want to spend less, you just have to give it more time. You can go into a market and spend 500, 750. Um, just know that we even tell the people that spend, start off spending $1,500, like, Hey, this is going to take like really three months to get fully optimized, to get going. So if you're spending half of that, give it six months. If you're spending 500 bucks, you got to be in this game for eight, nine months and realize it's going to pay off then. This isn't just a switch that you turn on and get leads. How many it's people gonna... do that where they just, like everyone wants instant gratification. They give up after the first 30 days or 60 days, but they never really gave them the chance, right? Yeah, we get a good amount of people that like, no matter how much you tell them, like, hey, this isn't making sense. But a lot of people understand it, that like people are getting to know who I am because you're pushing me out of my ads. You're pushing my testimonials out. It's building more credibility. I'm getting mentions, comments here. Um, and, and it makes sense for us. So um, we just really set the groundwork up front of vetting and, and really explaining that to people so that we don't have that high churn rate sure. um, where they don't understand. Makes sense. Um, talk to me about um, lead comes in, how are they converted? Are most of these people are asking for a cash offer. So a lot of people, oh, do I need to have a super duper email autoresponder or like right when the lead comes in, you're picking them up and get them on the phone. So usually you'll see, unless somebody's doing multiple states, multiple markets, your lead flow is not going to be so heavy on this type of quality lead. Um, unless you have, unless like we have some guys that are doing six, seven, eight states. We have some virtual wholesalers that are doing the whole United States where their their volume is so heavy that like they need a team to help call and everything. But nothing beats calling that lead as soon as it comes in. Typically, especially on, if you think about it from Google standpoint, when they see your ad up there, you're up there with two other ads. So they're filling out your, your uh, form, they're filling out the next person's form and the next person's form. Like we've created two, three brands in our area and got duplicate leads and we've seen that happen. <laughs> so, smart. and the same thing on Facebook, like Facebook's algorithm is so smart that like you click one ad to sell your house quickly, immediately you're getting shown your competitor or another, yeah. another one. So you have to be quick to call these people back. What we personally do on our side, because we run the business and we're pretty busy, is that we send an automatic text message and an automatic email. Uh, that text message says like, hey, we'd love to come to your property. Here's a, uh, here's a link to our calendar and send them a Calendly link. And then we do a text message strip in place um, just to ping them if we can't call them. It still goes out to everyone, but you would see about 40% of the leads actually book that appointment. And that appointment is for us to come view that property. We yeah. check on the back end, make sure it's not listed. 
We just want to get in front of that person. Yep. You know, even if that person says, Hey, I want full value. I want this. We're like, cool. Let, let's just come see the property first. There's always something that you can negotiate or talk down. Um, so, so that's our main, that's our main lead comes in, fills out a form. We, if we can't call them, uh, that, that automatic text message sets up the appointment for us. We confirm the appointment and we go view it. A lot of people, um, get stopped in like, um, I don't know, in the shiny object syndrome. Oh, I can't start doing this yet because I don't have my autoresponder set up and it's not seven emails deep or blah, blah, blah. But this type, when you're dealing with a motivated seller and they're raising their hands, they want a call back right now. And you can't ask for a, a warmer lead because the offer is usually, Hey, I'm going to buy your house. Like that you have to, you're marketing their solution to their issue, not their freaking um, any other way around. People confuse that so, so much, maybe not so much in the investor space. They get it. But when you're dealing with like a retail agent, they're like, Oh shit, I don't know. Um, but I can tell you guys, there's not a better way to convert a lead than to face to face. It's the only way to do it. And finding them, if you're an agent, finding the best solution for them. If you're an investor, it's the same thing. Um, how often have you seen like investors used to have, um, I wouldn't say a bad name, but people go, they're going to take advantage of you or whatever. The very first thing people are worried about is they're just trying to make sure you're legit when you get these callbacks. So building that rapport is fucking like super important. And there's no better way to do that than belly to belly. So don't overthink this stuff, folks. This is really that simple. You're marketing a solution to someone who has a problem, aka highly distressed in some way, shape, or form, whether it's credit card debt. Um, I like cash out refis. Those are good. Um, but you're answering a solution for their problem. That's it. Don't overthink this stuff. You don't need a slick salesman type of approach. You don't need some super duper slick ad copy from what he's saying. He's like, get right to the point and just tell them what you have for them and see if they like it. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, if they're truly motivated, they're going to pick up the phone when you call. Uh, it is great to have a nurture system in place just because like we closed a deal from like five months ago from a text message trip, but like we we're measuring on a month to month to month basis at the point where we're at now um, where these people are, if they're truly motivated and want to sell, they're going to pick up the phone and yeah, say out of 10 leads, you get six that don't answer, but four of those are going to answer immediately. Any other channels that you're combining with this or you guys are straight up just doing Google, Facebook, that's it. Uh, we've been testing Bing and Snapchat a bit. Um, starting to see some traction there. Uh, we do SEO as well. Um, but the majority of our client base is, is Google and Facebook. Um, that that's where we've just seen the most traction and spent the most money to date. One more question for you. We'll get this wrapped. Um, website. When we're driving the traffic, people are coming in. How important, what do you need to have on your website? What does it do and why? So I don't know how familiar you are with Carrot. Yeah. Um, Car Good friend Carrot websites. Yeah. Carrot websites convert great. So if client doesn't come to us without a website, that's what we set up for them. Uh, we've always seen a great conversion rate for those leads uh, just because they have a great form. Uh, and you don't got to overthink the website. I would definitely like, hey, if you don't have a website, go with that just because 60 bucks, you can't beat it. No. Um, but you can always just look up landers, look at what competitors are doing in your area. Look at what I buyers doing. Look at it. Just copy some of them. Like you don't have to go make something super pretty unique. Find out who's the best in your area and, and, and mimic something like it. You can go on Fiverr, Upwork, hire somebody to copy something for super cheap. Yeah. If you guys, we have a couple episodes with a uh, carrot, uh, you could Google in the show notes or uh, search on the website in the show notes or on the, um, iTunes, wherever you're at, uh, Trevor Mock, uh, Carrot, and he we walk through that a lot. And what Carrot does is basically they're like conversion sites. They have all the elements to de de degress, I guess, people's bullshit meters. They have the core pages on your website that people really look for that answer 
or lead to the answers for the objections that they have when they're just looking at you online. So their sites do convert very, very well because they're designed to convert for this specific type of lead. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and check Carrot out. They have a great product and we had to highly recommend them. Um, very cool, dude. Chad, anything else you want to mention here? No, I think, I mean, we covered it all. It's the main thing just can't be like when you're spending on, on paid marketing, just can't, can't stop. You just got to give it time, give it three, four, five, six, seven, eight months a year, invest in it. It'll pay itself back. I guarantee it. I mean, I, I've never seen it not pay itself back. So give it a shot. Love it, dude. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody if they're interested where they can learn more? Yeah, you can check us out at motivated-leads.com. Uh, that, that's a hyphen, uh, motivated-leads.com. Check us out there. Uh, you can go through the forum, book a call with us. Me and Brian still talk with every one of our investors. Uh, we're very personal, personable um, with our clientele. It's not like, hey, you're going to be handed off to this person or this person. We want to know what's going on in every market because we're active investors ourselves. So we love to talk with you guys. Appreciate it, dude. Thanks for sharing. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. If you guys have any additional questions, feel free to visit these guys. And if you guys are wondering on how you convert some of these motivated leads, why don't you visit our uh, other website called listingadvocate.com, where we show you multiple solutions to convert motivated seller leads through offering multiple options to them, one of those being a cash buyer um, for that. So uh, also, if you guys are looking for your building your brand with your... Uh, just building a brand so people know who the hell you are. Visit us at realestatemarketingdude.com. We'll script, edit, and distribute your video content, put you on the map so people stop forgetting what the fuck you do and who you are. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of our show. Connect with us on social, Facebook, IG, and YouTube, and we'll see you guys next week for another episode. Peace. Thank you for watching another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. If you need help with video or finding out what your brand is, visit our website at www.realestatemarketingdude.com. We make branding and video content creation simple and do everything for you. So if you have any additional questions, visit the site, download the training, and then schedule time to speak with a dude and get you rolling in your local marketplace. Thanks for watching another episode of the podcast. We'll see you next time.